Welcome to the Two Principles Podcast, the ultimate destination for principals, leaders, and educators. That's right. We're diving deep into the important stuff, the ups and downs of mental health, the secrets to managing stress effectively, figuring out that elusive work-life balance, and mastering the art of being an effective leader. So sit back, relax, and get ready to embark on an incredible journey with us as we explore the fascinating world of life and leadership. So whether you're a principal, leader, a busy parent, educator, or someone on a mission to make a positive impact in the world, this podcast is for you. The Two Principles Podcast, life and leadership talk inside and out. A better you makes for a better today. It starts with you. I like to I, I didn't know that new. about Bob Driver. That's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. Hey, do you guys um you guys look when you were a kid, you I was thinking about this today when I when I got home and, and ran over here, but did you guys have like a favorite like after school snack or anything like that that you were just were like super pumped to go home and eat? I know I got plenty of them, but mm, maybe a hot pocket. Hot pocket. Yeah, hot pocket, really? Yeah, I mean, I mean, our fridge, our freezer, we had a you know freezer chest, cool, whatever, big chest freezer, and I just remember I have these visions of it was just stocked with like hot pockets and and uh, Totino party pizzas, um, nice. you know, because we were always so busy. I was the youngest of four, and everybody was doing stuff, so that was I ate, I ate a lot of hot pockets and Totino party pizzas and growing that up. Explains a lot, pal. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> well, Bob, it's funny you? you say the Totino. It wasn't the Totino pizza, but they were like ninety nine cents, and you could get the you know, and then you could just stack yeah. the whole yes. fridge with them. My mom had those yes. in the freezer too, um, and they were just cheap. And uh, go home from sports or whatever, yeah. and have one of those because they weren't that big either. Absolutely. Um, no, but I would say it's funny because yeah, I've been re- I re- I've, over the last month I've reflected a lot. My mom passed away about a month ago, and and. Um, so we were talking about her peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and that she made the best peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yeah. ever. And I would come home from school yeah. and she'd have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich waiting for me on a napkin and uh, cut, you know, diagonally. And so that's what I would have when I got oh, off the okay. bus. Cross, cross, cross. Yeah. Cross. Yeah. You hey, so, sorry yeah. to hear that about your mom. She was 93. Yeah. She was a wonderful lady. Lived, lived a good life and took good care of you. Yeah. That's awesome. Peanut butter and jelly. You know, I, I would say for me, uh, fruit roll-ups. Remember the fruit roll-ups came oh, out? Yeah. And then the, the, fruit, the fruit snacks, those little fruit snacks, man. God, could just chow that. I love that. Even to this day, like if I can find, if I can get myself on any like licorice, black licorice, red licorice, any of that chewy stuff, I love it. So, hey, uh, Kev, you ready to go here today? I'm ready. As always, let's uh, raise that frequency today. Yeah, let's go spread some good out in the podcast universe. Episode 2P56, again, our monthly edition. Bob Driver back on the show today. We're excited about him on the show today, and we are excited to be checking in with you. I'm Jason Paris. I'm Kevin Jost. Hey, and we are the two principals. Hey, if this is your first time tuning into the 2P pod, we appreciate you checking us out. If you are coming back, welcome back. And for those of you um, that are new, Please go ahead and take time to follow, subscribe, rate, and review our show. Um, but really just want to thank you for tuning in today. Yeah. Hey, and uh, Kevin and I, we're two principals. We just enjoy life. We enjoy talking about all things mental health, physical health, leadership, just trying to get better each and every day. And we hope that you're on your journey to a healthier and happier you. Hey, one step at a time, one conversation at a time, really quickly. Just want to give a plug, sign up uh, for our Two Principles blog. You can go to our website. It's twoprinciples.com. Every Sunday, we send out a very quick, simple blog on life, leadership, and things that can help you become a better leader, better person, all that good stuff. And Kevin and I like to put stuff out there that can help us. And so we throw that out there as well, too. And then also just I want to give a plug for our social media accounts, X, uh, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. We're out there. Check us out. And uh, we are just super pumped again to have Bob on the show. So uh, can you play his intro song here, pal? Here we go. Bob's driver, executive director. Welcome back. 
Welcome well, thank back, you. I appreciate it. Monthly it, it is it is pretty fitting, isn't it? It is monthly yeah. edition. Here we are. We're talking. We're talking all things January, for God's sakes. It's what do we call it? Halftime, Bob. I was talking to you the other day. Kind of like we're the halfway point, right? We hit halftime. Now we're going to go into the we're going to go into the third and fourth quarter. So we're going to be talking a lot about uh, January today. Bob's got some things he's going to share with us. We've got some questions for us uh, and or for him, and we're excited about that. But before we get started here, re just really quick, random question of today's show, Bob. Would you rather now? I know right now we're can, I can still can't believe it. We're in uh, you know the very first parts of uh, Happy New Year, by the way, Bob. Too, you know, we're just you know we're past New Year. We're back uh, starting January, but we don't have snow on the ground. But you got to picture this though: if there was snow on the ground, would you rather spend a snowy January day indoors by a fireplace, like maybe say reading a book or watching a Netflix show? Or would you rather be outdoors, building a snowman, ripping around in the snow, having a snowball fight, and enjoying the outdoors? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go hybrid on this. I'd I'd rather be outside, and I'd rather enjoy a fire while I'm out there. So I am all for winter fires. So anytime you can have a winter fire, hang out with your friends, and and uh, maybe throw a snowball at someone, or or you know, make a snowman. That would be great. But uh, just being by the fire outside, I've always enjoyed that during the winter. Plus, you you're on the lake, so you guys can put your skates on too if you want to play boot mm -hmm. hockey or skate. Do well, this year that's my awesome. neighbors went skiing on January first, so water skiing. So I don't know about this year as well as that's going to. Isn't that crazy? I've heard stories about that. I saw there was a, I don't know what lake it was. Maybe it was Lake Minnetonka. I don't know what it was, but Santa Claus was water skiing on oh, yeah. Christmas. So, so it's kind um, of funny. Uh, Kev, yeah. what about you? What would you rather do? You know, I love being outside, but but uh, I also love a good good fire sitting inside with the dogs and and uh, watching the snow come down and maybe having a bowl of chili and um, yeah, it's just nice and cozy. Yeah, I'd go high. I'd go hybrid too. Maybe I'd do a little bit of both too. I like. I do definitely like being outside, getting that fresh air. You know, getting in the snow and all that good stuff. But there's nothing better than a, a fire too. So. All right. Well, thanks for playing along with the random question of today's show. We are talking Jan January here, and Bob Driver is his uh, monthly edition uh, here with Bob. We're going to talk a little bit about the checklist, professional growth, uh, and all that good stuff. So, a couple things that I would I just kind of threw out there. It's like January jumpstart, right? The the power of reflection, navigating the post holiday return mindful leadership, you know, and the mental health piece of it in January, finding balance. We've talked about that, you know, managing maybe your end of the year, end of semester stuff, preparing for the future, you know, establishing that cult, uh, culture of gratitude, engaging in the commu uh, community, uh, learning from the past. You know, Bob, I know on the uh, January checklist, I saw a couple things on there about just digging into maybe some of your data and all that stuff. And then just boosting motivation too. What are some strategies to, uh, you know, get your staff uh, morale and all that stuff. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So Kev, take it away. Yeah. My friend. yeah let's, let's get into that portion where we're talking about, talk about the what, you know, and, and you're talking about January. What do we know about the principal shift in January? Well, according to the National Center for Education Statistics, while there may not be specific studies or data focused solely on the importance of school principals in the month of January, the role of principals is recognized as crucial throughout the entire school year, of course. Uh, this is especially true in January as it marks the midway point, right, the halftime point of the academic year uh, for most schools. And the importance of principals in January and throughout the school year can be highlighted in various ways. So like you said, it's a, it's a crucial part of the year. People are feeling stressed. They're feeling maybe burnt out. Um, there's a lot going on. I know for myself, we're right on the, right on the doorstep of, of scheduling and staffing and all the things are coming at you and, and everyone's got an idea and you, you, there's lots of answers that you have to come up with. So um, it's a busy time of the year. Absolutely. A couple of things too, is we can maybe just round robin here. Some of the things that, um, you know, the importance of January, you know, for me, I'm looking at it from like kind of the academic planning, Kevin, kind of what you're saying there, uh, you know, in January, evaluate the progress. You know, I, I know when we came back, I, you know, I brought up, uh, you know, our, 
our blueprint, uh, our building goals, and, and make sure we're taking a look at those both from the building side of things and even our own personal goals as well, too. But that, that planning part of it, uh, reflecting on that, making sure that you've got your goals and strategies for supporting student achievement. Uh, in the second half of the school year, ready to go. That's that's one of the things I'd say. Yeah, I would agree. So I would agree with both of, uh, both of you and what you're saying. And, you know, I always looked at uh, the principalship in my mind as you have this big control panel in front of you. And so sometimes you have to tweak this dial a little bit, move this one down, slide this over a little bit. Probably like the control panel in front of Kevin right now. He's got all of these different controls he's got to take care of. But you got culture, you've got student need. Um, and I'm just going to focus on that little dial for the second and just talk about student support and how important it is. And we're at a time right now in January where either we're at a, a semester break coming up very shortly. Um, and so making sure that we've got student support, student support for after, you know, finals or evaluations or grades come out and kids are either doing well or they're not doing so well. And what are you doing with the kids that aren't doing so well? Um, so making sure that you're addressing the resources for the struggling students, um, and then maintaining that positive culture. And there's your other little, you know, dial that you need to make sure that you continue to do that, you know, coming out of the break, everyone has one, like you just talked about, it's halftime and at halftime, the coaches make adjustments, right? Um, so whatever was happening in September, October, November, December, now it's time to hopefully reflect it during that time. And, and now we're coming back out. Um, with the students again, hopefully you've been rested. We'll talk more about that in a little bit, but then now just talking mm -hmm. about how do we get the student support as we move forward? Cause it's our responsibility to help with, with that student support. I like that. I like that control panel analogy. That's good. Very good. Um, yeah. Another aspect I was thinking about, you know, as far as the importance of, of January is, is staff leadership. Um, you know, you, something you just said, Bob, kind of, kind of hit a, hit a nerve with me about reflecting and, and um, making adjustments. You know, again, we're at that point where we are thinking about very much thinking about next school year. And so we have to prioritize, we have to think about staffing. Um, we have to think about all the, the uh, resource and guidance that, that we need to put in place for our staff, um, making sure everybody has what they need, uh, professional development, whether that be, you know, related to their classroom, whether it be related to their uh, mental health, uh, emotional health. But uh, I think that staff leadership piece, especially in that middle part of the year, like you just said, Bob, at the halftime of, of a game, that that leadership from a coach at a halftime, maybe you're down two scores and you got to figure out what to do. So that leadership is never more important when people are tired, people are are stressed, people are feeling the 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 weight of everything that's happening uh, during that school year. So I think uh, it's it's a key moment in the school year um, to really focus on staff leadership. Absolutely. Yeah. That takes me, you know, I, I want to go back to what I was talking a little bit too, but you think about, you know, Bob, you were talking about the control panel and you think about as the principal, all the responsibilities that you have that you actually oversee, um, you know, that just a few of them budgeting, you know, you, the facilities, looking at your facility, how you're managing those and just kind of the overall school operations, a lot of stuff that's on the plate of a principal here in January. And I think this, like you're like, we're all talking about, kind of that halftime really uh maybe coming together uh maybe you're 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 talking it over with your um your admin assistant school secretary looking at the budgets where are we at uh when it comes to uh, certain buckets of uh, uh, dollars are there any things that maybe we need to uh, address or adjust uh then i i would say too a big one is check in with your custodial head custodial and and look at where you are as a building what what really needs to be uh, addressed? Are there things that need to be immediate? Are there things that maybe, hey, in the next couple of months we should take a look at? But check in, uh, definitely check in with your uh, head custodian there uh, to assess some of those facility needs. And then um, just, again, make a plan. Uh, like you both of you guys were saying, is make a plan for maybe what the second half of the school year, what are we going to do uh, to take care of some of the things we do? Because like I said, the administrative responsibilities of a principal there's a lot. You oversee a lot. Yeah. And and you talk about academics, you talk about student support, you talk about staff leadership, administration responsibilities. And then there's another piece to that as well. And that's the whole community engagement piece and making sure that your parents mm -hmm. are staying um, up to date on the things that are going on in school and that you're making sure you're including them. So it goes back to a little bit what we talked about in December, which is all about communication. So whether it's 
through social media. Hey, these are great things that are going on. Hey, we're doing this at the school. Um, how do we continue to stay engaged? And you know what? Maybe reaching out to the community members that are not necessarily parents, uh, but have a stake in the school as well. We have to remember that within our schools, um, our schools kind of make up what our, and who our community is all about. And so we mm -hmm. just need to understand that um, we as leaders, school leaders, uh, leadership teams within schools need to make sure that we're including our community members um, in all that we do. Just think about when you have uh, many schools just recently had probably a musical or they had a play in the fall. And think about how we invite all those community members in and think about all of the, the people coming in from, you know, different locations to come see the kids participate. And they're proud of their schools. Um, and so there's a there's a lot of honor to our to our community schools and people take a lot of pride in the colors of their community schools. And so we just have to understand and make sure that we keep them included because it only helps us in the long run because we get way more support when we're using the community as, as involved. Mm -hmm. So, Absolutely. yeah, I mean, Absolutely. January, let's just focus on January. All of those things we just talked about. And yeah. I would say that there's a pretty, I would say from my experience, um, coming back after a break of two weeks or a week and a half or a week uh, coming back, there's a little bit of excitement coming back. Um, you know, we get in the doldrums of, winter coming in, you know, at the end of January, February, you know, so on and so forth, but there's a little energy coming back. So you try to parlay that energy as much as mm -hmm. you can, as you move forward. So. Love it. Sure. That's great. Hey, let's, uh, Bob, we're going to fire some questions. I am you. okay with that. All right. Hey, uh, first one I have here, how can school principals effectively support and motivate teachers and students? Because like you said, you have a little bit of that energy coming back, but then you can, can hit that mid-January, late January, maybe you call it the doldrums, whatever. But how can school principals effectively support and motivate teachers and students during the challenging mid-year period in January? Yeah, I think one of the things is reviewing um, just staff goals, you know, and hopefully I know that um, many principals have, you know, goals um, or ask their staff to create goals and maybe touching base with the staff in January and talking about that and saying, that's a great idea. Let's, let's continue to work through that goal. How's it going? Where are you at? What kind of support do you need from me or our leadership team as we move forward? So that's one way to help support. Hopefully there can be some motivation in that. It doesn't have to be, oh, you didn't meet your goal. There's two ways of looking at, you know, as you have conversations with your staff, one is I can't believe you're not meeting your goal or Hey, you know what? How can we help you? Because that's an exciting goal for you. Or that's, that's a goal that obviously you chose. And how can we help you grow with that goal? And how can we support you with that? So that's something for the staff. I think with the students, you know, find an opportunity to get maybe the grade levels together, bring them in the auditorium, have a conversation, talk about, hey, this is where we are right now. Again, this is who we are. Um, be excited about being, you know, whatever school you're in um, and just talk about, these are the things that um, are important to us as we move forward. Maybe listen to the students a little bit as, you know, and, and, and get their voice heard. Uh, maybe bring some of your student leadership groups in, talk a little bit about here we are in January. Where, where do we want to be in May? Do you guys have any visions as student council, honor society, other things that you want to you wanna do as we move forward that would be beneficial for um, the school? The students know they're experts. They're school experts. They know what they need as they move forward. You might not be able to do everything that they want, but maybe you can meet them somewhere and do the majority of those things. You know, you bring in the senior class, you talk about, hey, graduation's around the corner. Um, that's exciting stuff. This is where you should be doing this is what you should be doing at this time. You know, talking to your counselors and having conversations with the counselors and saying, hey, what do we need to make sure we're focused on? Looking at the data. Um, so yeah, it is, you know, there's special events that will be coming up. People get excited about prom, the junior, senior prom, um, and maybe other schools do it differently. Snow days are starting to come up. Um, snow days or snow coming is what I've heard. Um, homecoming and snow coming. I've heard that in a few schools. Um, so again, there, there's ways of spritzing 
some positives into their school experience as they move forward. That's Absolutely. good. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot one here at you. Um, and you kind of just touched on it a few minutes ago, talking about the community and parents. But I want to know you you know pick your brain on your expertise and in your experience. How can principals strengthen partnerships with parents in the community in January? Um, really ensuring that ongoing engagement and support for the school's educational you know, mission. Was, what are some methods? What are some things that you've done in the past? We've done surveys. Um, and just get feedback. Hey, how how's it been going? How's school? You know, you, you're always looking for formative assessment, right? So get some formative assessment from mm -hmm. the parents. How are things going? You have to be willing to understand that not all parents are going to say they're really excited and happy about your school. Um, because you may have, you know, however many parents you have in, in your school. So you, so that's one way. Social media, um, you know, sharing social media to keep them engaged that Hey, you know what? We're having this uh, event. There's a choir concert coming up. There's a band concert coming up. Love to have you there. Um, you know, maybe on on a. I know that in in January, a lot of times there's. Um, and you might have planned ahead of this, but um, there are staff development days, and maybe you go out to the community and and give them a couple tickets to the next show or next whatever it may be, or free passes, and saying, "Hey, I'm a." You know, so you, you spend the app, spend the morning of that professional development day, giving everybody an uh, area to go to and saying, hey, give away some free, you know, tickets to an event. Let's get them involved. Let's get them back to, you know, um, in my case, it was get them back to STMA, but in, you know, obviously pick the school, right? Uh, and and sure. just reaching out to them and saying, hey, you matter. And we're going to give you a couple, a couple free admissions to whatever it may be. Show up. You may, you know, you're going to like it. So, um, hmm. so those type Clever, of things, like just try to keep them in the forefront as you're moving forward with school. And now a word about our partner, HealthWise Behavioral Health and Wellness. As a team of experienced licensed psychologists, clinical therapists, medical professionals, and mind-body practitioners, HealthWise offers a wide range of mental health services for individuals of all ages. HealthWise is grounded in a philosophy that considers the whole person. Located right here in Maple Grove, Minnesota, HealthWise is ready and able to assist you with becoming the best version of yourself. And now, back to the show. I love it. That's great. Hey, if, let's, let's talk, I'm, say I'm a, you know, we've got a lot of new principals, maybe even in the first couple, two, three years. And Bob, you've been a former principal and what are some potential challenges that maybe, maybe even, maybe I'm a veteran principal too. I don't even want to put this on, you know, the newbies, but what are some potential challenges that principals may face in the month of January? And then how can they navigate that and address those challenges? Yeah, I, January, we come back in January and you're feeling overwhelmed because you're starting to think you've got one and a half eyes still on this school year and you got a half eye looking at mm -hmm. next year because you need to start thinking about the cat, you know, your course catalog, what courses you're going to keep, what are you going to get rid of? Um, you're you're going to think about building the schedule. You're going to have a conversation with your superintendent to talk about um, what your FTEs will look like next year, the referendum pass, great, awesome. We got some building projects. We got some, you know, more money for staff or we don't have, you know, uh, enough money for staff. And so we might be making potential cuts. So all of those things are coming at you in January because you have to start thinking about that because maybe the mindset was let's get to December, end of December when we have break. We'll worry about that stuff when we get back in January. And now we have to start thinking about eighth grade orientation, sixth grade orientation, whatever orientation, <laughs> whether it be middle school or high school, you got to start thinking about all of those things because they start, you know, ramping up. So um, organization is huge and that's a key. And, and I think you could use your calendar mm -hmm. as something that will help with that. You know, you have to schedule in time where you're going to say, well, I'm going to meet with the counselors at this time every week or twice a week at this time, we might not have scheduled things to talk about. And if you don't, then don't have the meeting, right? I'm not a big meeting guy if you don't need them, but I think you need to start scheduling things within your calendar 
to start building that. Hey, we're going to look at the course catalog at this time, three times over the next two and a half weeks. I'm going to meet with my admin assistant. I'm going to put it on the calendar. The other piece is, so the one is organization. The other piece is sometimes we're not good at delegating. And we have to trust and delegate mm -hmm. the people that are around us because we're most likely the people that put them in their positions. Maybe, you know, if you're new, maybe not, you know, maybe people have been around for a while, but um, we need to learn how to delegate a little bit better and trust that, you know, the people around us are going to help us and make us all and make the tool um, better. So those are kind of the things that I would say um, probationary teachers, I would say, and Roger, our, um, Roger, our, our lawyer at MASSP would say the same thing. He would mm -hmm. say that we need to make sure that we are, um, talking to our probationary teachers that we're doing our evaluations for all of our teachers. Um, just so I would say sitting down again, put it on your calendar, sit down and take time. Even if it's in your office alone, you put it on your calendar to talk about this is the time I'm going to be thinking about all my evaluations that I have between now and whenever, you know, your district has them do. Um, that's where principals get in trouble when they don't get all their evaluations done. So it's important to do that. So I would say organization, delegation um, are, are really important. You're playing a long game here. And so you really need to maybe work your way backwards to where we are now in January and all the things that we need to work on and focus on moving forward. Mm -hmm. That's good. And, and, you know, I got a question and, and you kind of, you kind of alluded to some of it. You might, you, you might want to, I don't know, you maybe already covered some of this, but thinking about from January to the end of that, into that school year, um, what, what should principals be focusing on to ensure that they're ending out that academic year strongly? I mean, you, you did just allude to a bunch of stuff, but are there any other things that principals should be focusing on on that second half. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast this morning or this morning, I think it was this morning and they were talking about kids just want to feel connected. And I think <laughs> that regardless of whatever we say on this podcast, the bottom line is we need to make sure that kids feel connected. And when mm -hmm. we're doing a really good job, a hundred percent of kids feeling connected, a lot of that stuff that you just asked me will take care of itself. So if we're connecting, we're making sure that our struggling students are feeling like they are um, put in the right programs, that they're feeling heard, that they're able to be successful. And, and you know what? It might take a little bit for some students, but we need to make sure that we feel connected with students as we move forward. It's not answering your question completely, but we need, if we have a mindset in our, and the culture and the mindset of your school is, Hey, every kid needs to feel connected in the school. Um, mm -hmm. Then some of those issues are taking care of themselves because we are in tune with the needs of each kid, which means that, you know, whether you have a homeroom or not, or whether it's first hour or seventh hour or whatever, somebody in that school is feeling connected with the kids. And it sounds like we say that all the time, but we all know that that's, you know, that's true. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. The number one thing, absolutely, and connections are so key. Hey, let's. Uh, I, this is a question that comes up to me sometimes, Bob, when I'm talking to other principals around the state. Is just because some of uh, some principals are, can be really good in this area, and some may struggle in this area. But can you talk about what are some ways principals can plan and facilitate maybe some celebrations and, and meaningful recognitions for either staff, students, uh, or the school community during the month of January? Yeah. You know, I would consider, you know, I, I'd consider doing some spotlights, you know, um, if you have a, you know, either a spotlight that you then share out in a, a social media, Hey, look, look what so-and-so is doing. Um, and, and try to, to, to really spotlight just small successes and make sure that you're diverse in how you do that. Um, and, and that you're touching, you know, the staff and students and, uh, paraprofessionals and the custodial staff and the lunch ladies and making sure that you're noticing great things that are happening in your school. And if you can push that out on social media and say, hey, you know what, Scott done a phenomenal job 
Uh, he's a custodial staff, works in the lunchroom, connecting with kids every day. Thank you, Scott. You know, or what if you, you know, you did every day, did a certain spotlight for every, you know, you know, for just members of your school community, you know, and by the end of January, you have 15 to 20 people you spotlighted throughout that time. I would carry it on. I wouldn't just do it in January. I'd carry that on and maybe make that something that's pretty special for your school as you move forward with that. So um, that's one way you could do that. You know, student-based activities, you know, kids like, um, mm -hmm. you know, like some schools do snow days where they do dress-ups again or whatever. And, you know, what, mm -hmm. one area that was always kind of fun was students versus staff in, in different types of activities, you know, and maybe had a week of today is broomball outside or today is dodgeball students versus staff and kids get connected that way as well. So, um, those are, those are fun activities that you can do. Maybe they're scheduled in already. Maybe they're not during your professional development, um, day. Um, and maybe we talked about this before, but you know, spotlighting certain departments, Hey, look what the English department's doing this mm -hmm. month in January or, and then spotlight, um, certain groups throughout. So, so there's ways of going about that. I would say too, you know, uh, like I said earlier, some, some principals, th this is kind of, they feel really comfortable and they're really good at this. And maybe some, uh, you know, they this that might not be their forte, but what I would say to that is if you have a team, I don't care if it's a, your admin team or maybe your counselors or other people, maybe there's somebody on your team that, you know, has this as a passion or really wants to do that and give them that opportunity to, to lead this and do that as well too. Cause I think what celebrating, recognizing all that stuff you're talking about, Bob, is goes back to what you originally said about connections and we can connect with one another, recognize and celebrate. That's what it's all about at the end of the day and, and keep the, keep the morale high and keep people uh, loving what they do. So I think yeah. that's great. I got one more for you, Bob. And, and uh, it's really, really, is at the core of uh, what Jason and I are kind of hoping to promote with this podcast is we talk about self-care, we talk about wellness, we talk about overall health. Um, you have a unique position and I would love to, um, I'd love to be on the uh, fly on the wall just for a day with you because you have this unique experience, this, the seat that you're in where you get to see all these different administrators from the state and it's got to be a very unique experience. And so I'm curious what your opinion is, but also what you've witnessed and what your, what your experience has been with other administrators in terms of how can principals prioritize self-care and wellness um, with, with the increased demands, you know, especially not just the, not just January, but the entire year. But um, what are you seeing? What are, what are you, you know, what are some challenges that, that you're, you're witnessing? What are some successes that you're seeing? Um, what kind of things have you been made aware of in, in this area of uh, yeah. education? That, which is a great question. And, and we all know as administrators, you know, you're, we're working with human capital every day. And so that can be tiring. And, um, you know, you, you have, it's kind of interesting because here we come back in January and some people make resolutions and they're going to, things differently and they may start off that way. And then, you know, either they fall off or they continue to do that. So, you know, um, you know, you hope people can continue to do that. I was never that strong at continuing on on my resolution sometimes. Um, as far as some things that I've, you know, I've actually some trends that I've seen more and more are, um, putting their phone away you know, administrators, putting their phone away, um, and only looking at it certain times after school's out, you know, um, and for, you know, for emails and, and school related things, sure. you know, and saying, Hey, you know what? I'm going to look at it one, once, you know, during the evening, you know, um, just in case there's something that I, there might be a red flag that I need to take care of. Um, uh, but, but not constantly having it buzzing and looking at it every time it buzzes. And so I'm having a conversation with my wife, but I'm on my phone. So I'm really having a conversation with my work and not my wife or my family. And so I've seen more and more of that regulation of a phone, which, you know, obviously is, is important. Um, 
I've seen more and more principals who are scheduling their email time. Um, you know what? I'm going to get back to you. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to check my email in the morning. I don't know what, what just let's pick a time, 630 to eight or 630 to 730. I'll be working with the students and staff from, you know, this time to this time. And then I'll be checking my emails from 330 to 430 and answering you at that time. I've, I've seen a lot more of that. That seems to be, um, something that's trending up, which is great. And you know what? If somebody really needed to get a hold of you, they would call the school and they'll talk to your assistant, our sure. assistant, uh, admin assistant or an office para, and they'll get a hold of you if they really need to get a hold of you. So those just those little those management of your phone and or your email, um, that's important stuff. Otherwise, it's just always on your on your mind all the time. I've seen more trends of. Um, more activities either before or after school, like pickleball in the morning um, or pickleball in the afternoon, um, less meeting time and making sure that um, teachers and or staff have more time to get their work done. When they have more time to get their work done, um, they're going to feel a little bit less stressed about things. Um, so those type of pieces as well. So those are a few things that I'm seeing a little, more trends on um you know it's it's cool it'd be cool to have you know the challenge to say hey let's all either do pickleball or this or you know we're gonna go sing in the choir room in the morning or you know type of things mm -hmm. um just to have a little outlet outside of you know knowing that it's gonna be a rigorous day like it is every day right mm -hmm. i love that and you know bob as you're talking about that kevin that you know, at the beginning of the year, um, I shared with the staff about not checking emails and mm -hmm. that if they wanted to get a hold of us as well, too, you know, we put our cell phone numbers up there. So if yep. it's a crisis, if it's something, call us, yep. text us. And then on the, the, the flip end of that, we, too, aren't going to be sending emails, you know, after the three o'clock, four o'clock time either. And so, you know, now that Bob just said that, I don't, I, I'm, I'm wondering you know, now that I look back, I, I'm not, I don't see a lot of emails going out. It's usually going out during the day. Yeah. You know, I, I would agree. I would agree. And, and, uh, I, I love that you said that it, it's, it's, uh, you know, as much as I think, you know, like you said, we, we, we put it out there at the beginning of the year, but for me personally, the email is just this monster on my back all the time yeah. for whatever reason. It's, it's, it's just constantly on my brain because it's just how everybody communicates and, and you, I, I have this, I think I have this fear that I'm going to miss something important because it was emailed to me and I didn't, and I didn't read it. Mm -hmm. And, and then that's going to be on me. And, and so I don't know, I, I personally have a negative relationship with email that I need to work on. Um, so it's cool yeah. that you're seeing well, that trend. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, that, and the sad part is I'm also seeing a trend of more and more tied to tied to their school where they feel they need to be there. And like you said, I mean, you always feel like you're tied down to your email or your phone. And, mm -hmm. um, there's still a lot of that though. I mean, people don't want to go to professional development because yeah. they don't want to leave the building. They don't want to go to conferences. We can talk about the winter conference in a little bit. They don't want to go because they feel like if I leave, something's going to happen in the school. And, and we have a board member yeah. that says, you know what? Every time I've come back, building's still standing. And it's okay. And I learned a lot and I'm bringing more back to my staff and I'm bringing more back to the team. And it was a good way of, you know, getting better professional development, thus better being better at, as a leader in your building. Um, and the ideas that, sure. that can be shared. So, yeah, I mean, we have a lot of work to do. Um, principals are hard workers. They, they want to be there. They want to be with yeah. You know, they want to be in those buildings to make sure that they're running well. And I get it. I was there too. Um, but we, you know, there are times when you need to take off and, and the building's going to be there when you get back. Hey. Yeah. I love it. And I think the more we talk about it, the better. I also think too, you know, Kevin and I are really fortunate with our superintendent, assistant superintendents and cabinet. They do a great job too of encouraging us as leaders and principals to to step away from that and, and with email or taking time off, you know, you're going to work hard, you're going to grind, you're going to do all that stuff. But 
it's also too when you have um you know very supportive and and uh caring uh, superintendent who is looking out for for you as a as a person as a human too that makes a big difference and then that will trickle down to you as a leader too so i think that that's really really key and i think the more we can be mindful of this conversation and when we are in the thrust of the job and what we're doing, but just being mindful of that and, and knowing that, okay, maybe it's okay. I'm going to shut my door here for five minutes uh, to catch my breath, maybe do some breathing exercises, maybe center myself before I go back out. The more we can do that during the day as well, too, I think will help us in the long run as well. So those are great uh, trends, pieces of advice there for self-care. Hey, we talked before the show, we, we nailed down some, you know, key strategies. Now, these aren't all the key strategies. So if you're listening out there right now, uh, Kevin, Bob and I, we're going to just we're going to share some of the, the key pieces that that are that we think are beneficial for principals to utilize these strategies uh, and navigate the whole month of January, because we know that this is a critical time in the academic calendar year. Like we said, it's that half time, halfway point. You know, there's a lot of midterm stuff. There's assessments. You got state assessments coming up. You got, well, cold weather challenges, you know, knock on wood. Maybe we won't have any this year. But then <laughs> also the need to reinvigorate and, and refocus the school community. And so we're going to share some strategies here now uh, that we talked about uh, that principals can consider. So uh, here you go. Bob, all right. I'm gonna, uh, first of all, I would say just uh, academic assessment, you know, for all students. Um, you need to, as you kind of just talked about, you need to make sure you're looking at the data and you're understanding where your kids are and being able to then place those kids in the right places, um, having conversations with the teachers through PLCs, um, through departments, and just making sure that uh, you're meeting the kids where they need to be met, especially now in January, where we're going to be probably either you're having obviously a semester break, which we talked about before, and or a trimester midterm. So one way or another, you're assessing kids most likely, and you can need to analyze that data as you move forward with the kids. So just academic planning and um, academic assessment as you move forward. That's good. It's good. Uh, I'll jump in there with um, uh, just supporting staff. You know, professional development, uh, making sure you're prioritizing well-being, um, professional growth, making sure that you're providing those opportunities for your staff or self-reflection, making sure that they have opportunities to collaborate, um, you know, all those things that, that go along with supporting that, supporting your staff, um, whether that's through workshops, coaching sessions, team building activities, uh, individual conversations. Uh, obviously, there's going to be, a, a you know, your observations is a, a good jumping point for getting into things with staff as far as what they need. Um, but just in general, just making sure that you are um, putting things, putting practices in place to support your staff. Um, for, for the things that they need. Yeah, that's great. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the school climate and culture. And we've talked a lot about that here on the show, but just during this time of January, yes, it can be uh, sometimes overwhelming and get the doldrums, but keep that focus on maintaining a positive and inclusive school climate, especially during the winter months. I know it can be challenging, but this is where you're really going to have to maybe uh, force yourself, step up, and be that leader and lead by example. And this could involve, you know, maybe promoting some wellness initiatives. Bob, you talked a little bit about it. Maybe there's some things you're doing before school, if it's a pickleball or after school, or there's, there's all sorts of different wellness initiatives that you can promote. Acknowledging staff contributions. Bob, you talked about that. Just recognizing, celebrating, and acknowledging some of the great things that are going on with your staff. And then re reinforcing a sense of community or family with, with students and teachers, um, and you're in, like I said, your families, because at the end of the day, we're all in this together and we all need to make sure we're, we're moving in the right direction, but just keep, uh, keep that, uh, positive, uh, you know, atmosphere, culture, climate, uh, at the forefront. Yeah, and I, I talked about this a little bit earlier, but that parent engagement and, you know, January is, would be a perfect time to start thinking, having a conversation with your staff and or students and or your admin team and counselors and talk with them a little bit about, you know, should we do a parent workshop? If we did, what would we do? We did a, a vaping workshop, uh, brought in parents. I think sometimes we're afraid and reluctant to bring parents in because we don't know how it's going to, you know, how it will go or it's not going to be scripted. So there's going to be a parent that might 
say something, do something that way we don't want it to be done, but we have to embrace that. And, And the more we bring the parents in to hear their voice and that they're being heard, they love that they're being heard. Um, the better we're going to be. So maybe there's, you know, hey, you know what? We're having, we are having issues with our parking lot or with you know, getting out of the building in the evening. We're going to do kind of a, a task force on that. So we're going to bring some parents in. Let's all talk about it. Um, let's have a conversation about vaping. Let's bring somebody in. Let's bring in, you know, uh, expert in vaping to talk about that. Let's talk about um, cell phone usage and let's bring somebody in. At, you know, you make it five parents, you make it 250 parents. At the end of the day, you're mm-hmm. offering things to the community um, and the parents about, yeah, we care. And, and, and these are some of the topics that we're talking about. And being honest with parents sometimes to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, we do have some vaping going on in school. We're working on it. Here's an expert that talks a little bit about vaping and how kids are so addicted to it that they're going to do it whether you know we say no or yeah whatever so um so just bringing in experts um and bringing in parents boy that helps it changes the culture of the building mm-hmm. that's good that's Absolutely. good um the next one we're going to talk about goal review and strategic planning jason you talked about uh about this actually uh you know we talked about it in the last day or two for for our team sitting down and looking at our our strategic action plan and just really having an opportunity to reflect on it really thinking about okay what what did we set as goals back in back in august um how are we doing with those are we moving towards them um and then that halftime analogy do we need to make adjustments do we need to do anything with the goals do we need to tweak anything do we need to get some more data um, you know, we've got that, uh, our, our professional learning team and, and, um, uh, and really utilizing them and, and kind of bouncing things off of them, try to get a, a better sense of the pulse of the school and, um, how everyone is feeling and, and whatnot. So really just the overarching theme there is just making sure you are not just making those, you know, stating those goals in, in August and then just kind of putting them on the shelf and leaving them there. Make sure you're going back and reviewing them and looking at them and, and seeing what needs to be tweaked, if anything, and and uh, just reflect on that. Yep, that's great. I would say too the other one of the another one that we talked about here before, and obviously we're talking now, but just being understand the whole weather related uh, preparedness. What does that look like for your district? And I know maybe you're not the one obviously making the call. It's probably the soup or somebody in the cabinet that's making the call on weather on weather related stuff, but just be prepared about that. Know what that looks like. Maybe know the contingency plans that are in place uh, for those weather related disruptions, maybe communication protocols. What does that look like from the district side of things to your building side of things? What are some of the safety procedures that are in place at, at your building? Uh, and then you also the facilities maintenance and, and working with your custodial uh, staff as well, too. Those are things to think about uh, when you're talking. Yeah. January. Uh, conversely, on the, the weather piece, yeah, all the logistics, you need to know those. Um, I would say that one of the things about in January, you get a, a, a snow day. That's a positive thing for everybody in the school because everybody is like everyone loves a snow day. Um, so people, people, that's a, a great positive uh, mindset for everyone in the school when there is such a thing because everyone gets really excited about just that little snow day and that kind of puts a little spark in the school as well so on those natural sparks Mm -hmm. during the school year i think a snow day or a cold day or a fog day uh sometimes are naturally a (laughs) a great little shot in the arm of energy in a school um anyway that's a side note on that um no, I, but I uh, just reflecting on your leadership, I think, is so important as well. And I just feel like you always need to reflect on on your leadership. You have thousands of interactions each and every day. And there's probably two or three that you reflect on as you drive home and go, wow, did I do that right? Or, oh, I think I nailed that. <laughs> I'm going to continue to do it that way. Um, and so just continually reflecting to become better. And, and hopefully that's something that's in everybody's practice, um, at, you know, in the evening or at a break or over the, you know, you don't want people to obsess over, um, their job, but I think it's natural to have a, you know, reflection on that. And it's important to reflect on the decisions that you're making and interactions that you're having every day. 
Yeah. I think these were all good. You know, like Jason, you know, you said these certainly aren't all the strategies. We just, we just talked about a half a dozen or so and uh, just kind of wanted to give listeners some food for thought in, in terms of some strategies that they can implement, um, you know, throughout this whole school year, but especially during January, um, making sure that that school community remains focused, supported, and engaged throughout the, the, the remainder of the academic year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Love it. Hey, uh, Bob, let's talk. Bob Driver, Executive Director, folks, again, that's who's on the show with us, and it's his monthly we get a monthly opportunity to check in with Bob and, and Kevin and I are grateful for this time just because, you know, we learn a lot from Bob, but this is another, uh, another way, another avenue to get information out. But let's talk about the winter conference, the MASSP winter conference. So Bob, why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, the dates of it, what it is, what to look forward to. And then I, I think Kevin and I are even going to pump our little, uh, we're going to be, you are, too. you are going to be presenting there. <laughs> well, we're excited to have you there. Uh, so the Winter Conference is January 24th through the 26th at the Minneapolis Marriott. Um, typically the coldest week of the year is when we hold that. I don't know if that's going to be the case <laughs> this year, but typically that's what it is, I guess, in Minnesota. Um, and so, but we'll be tucked in the, the Marriott. Um, it starts the pre-conference on Wednesday the 24th, and we have three different uh, pre-conferences. We've got Roger Aronson, who is our... Uh, Legal representation. He's going to be talking about just all the the uh, laws um, and legal workshop that we have, and and just talking a little bit about um, a number of different topics. Even you know a lot of the things that happened in the legislature last year. Um, so Roger will be one of them doing a legal workshop. Another pre-conference will be, and the first time we've done it, so we're really excited about doing this. Is a middle school um, specific. Uh, workshop it's you know all the pre-conferences are about five and a half six hours and so it's very specific it's um a dynamite one of the Adina middle schools is going to be talking about just um some of the programs programming that they're doing within their school and and so we're excited to offer that to our middle school uh members because i think it's really important that we uh, stay focused on all of our membership and then the other uh, pre-conference will be a restorative practice um, workshop as well. We offered that in the fall, and we're going to offer it in January. You can get all this information on our website, our MASSP website, MASSP.org. So um, we have Robin Jackson as one of our keynotes. She's going to be talking about you can't uh, you can't be 100% if your school's at 80%, you know, in function. And she'll talk and strategies mm-hmm. out. To get to 100%. And then Chris Singleton's going to be talking a little bit about how do you uh, make sure everybody feels a sense of belonging within your school. So those are our two keynotes. Well, on Thursday, I have a number of breakout sessions, um, I think 18 altogether, from the Minnesota High School League to TRA to two principals, um, <laughs> to uh, book banning and other policies. The Minnesota School Board Association with Terry Morrow is going to be talking about those. Um, and just a number of other, um, talking about the principal survey with, um, with Katie Bakel and, uh, from the U of M who conducts yeah. that. We just finished the second, uh, principal survey. Maybe we'll talk more about that at some point, uh, on our podcast. Um, Kim Gibbons from the U of M is going to be talking about how the reading act affects secondary principals. And so just a number of different, um, subject matter, all pertinent to the growth of our leaders. Uh, we listen to our leaders and then create, you know, these, these breakout sessions. So you'll have, there's 18 to choose from. You'll be able to go to four of them. Um, and, uh, so those are, those are, that's kind of the, the conference in a nutshell. Um, we will have commissioner jet is planning on attending as well. So he'll be saying a few words. Um, cool. we also have Ron Zoe, who's coming from national. So he'll be talking to our members as well. So mm-hmm. we've got a lot of great things that are going to be happening at this conference. We want you there. I think too, Bob, when you, yeah, absolutely. And I would say anybody listening and, and, uh, tell your friends, tell your other principals, uh, get involved. And like Bob said earlier, um, it's okay to get away from your building. It's okay. It's a great way. I always find it just an amazing opportunity to connect with and talk with and laugh with 
uh, your colleagues, because we're all going through, uh, maybe we're not all going through the same thing, but we're going through similar things. And it's good to be able just to uh, sit back, relax, uh, get some really good professional development. Uh, but again, like I said, connect and laugh with your colleagues. And, and like I said, sign up, go, even if it's for one day, even if it's for two day, just get yourself down there uh, and sign up for the winter conference. I, I cannot say, you know, for me as a, you know, I feel like I've been a principal for quite a long time, been on the board. It is such a, an amazing thing. So Sign yourself up, turn your registration in, and get down there. And, and we uh, will have our time. medallion hunt as well again, our second annual medallion hunt. So that's another reason why you oh. want to be there too. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, the medallion <laughs> yeah. hunt. I forgot. Uh, so awesome. Hey, um, before we uh, close out here the show, uh, Kevin and, and Bob and I want to just kind of leave you with kind of the last question of the show. So what's one piece of advice, uh, Kevin, Bob, that you have for principals in navigating the month of January? What would you leave our principals with? Who wants to go first? go first? I'll go first. Um, you know, for me, I think, I think what resonated with me in our conversation was, was what you were talking about, Bob, with, with, um, really being reflective on how we can communicate with and connect with the community better. Um, that is, I think something that easily kind of gets pushed to the back burner because it's not what we see every single day during the school day We're we're focused on the, on the students that are in front of us. Um, but I, but I think it is vital that we find ways to get creative and, and connect with the community. I love that thing that you said about sending your staff out to certain areas and giving away you know, freebies mm -hmm. and tickets and, and stuff. That's great. I never would have thought of that. Um, so I, I, that, that's what I'm taking away is fi find ways to, um, get more engaged with, with community members, stakeholders outside of your building. Yeah. Love yeah, it. sure. I would, go, I, Bob? I would, I would just say, yeah. you know, just kind of reiterating what I said before, you're playing a long game here and, and in January you need help. And don't be afraid to delegate. Okay. Don't be afraid to reach out to to say, you know what? I need help on this. Let's put all our heads together and figure it out. Um, get your teams together. Sometimes get your students together. Um, but don't try to go at it alone. Um, try to make sure that you're having you know, your other people that are, are also um in your building that can, that can help make some of these decisions or, or just aid in making some of the decisions. And so I'd say either delegate and, or at least ask for help as you move forward and, and navigate into the next few months of the school year. Love it. That's great. I would say, I'm going to leave you with this. I just think, I always think wellness. I always think well-being. and in the month of January, it can get cold, it can get dark and all that stuff, but just really, Whatever the practice is, find time to take care of yourself. I don't care. Get yourself moving for 15, 20 minutes a day. Do something. Get outside. Lift weights. Uh, do something to keep you moving uh, and taking care of yourself. That could even just making sure you're getting enough sleep at night so you're, you're rested and you're, and you're well to do the things you're doing. But that's what I'm going to leave you with is, you know, take care of yourself and uh, make sure you're prioritizing you. Uh, and like Bob, what you said, you don't have to do this all by yourself. <laughs> you can count on others. Um, that was good. Hey, thank you uh, listeners out there for joining us uh, on today's episode. As we wrap up, we hope that the insights shared on navigating the month of January have been valuable for school leaders and educators. In this episode, we explored strategies for principals to support teachers, motivate students, and maintain a positive school culture during the mid-year point. We also discussed the importance of academic assessment, staff support, and reflective leadership as key components on a, of effective school leadership in the month of January. Yeah, it's, a, it's important to embrace those unique challenges that you have and those opportunities that January presents. So, you know, prioritize, prioritize the academic planning, the staff well-being, and community engagement. You know, principals make the biggest difference in the school. And so just continue to um, do what you're doing because you're doing a great job. And uh, maybe you don't get the accolade enough, but um, from our point of view, from my point of view, 
you're doing a great job. So just appreciate you continuing to do that and continue to work on those strategies. Awesome. And as we, as always, we appreciate your dedication to educational leadership and the positive impact you have on students, teachers, and the entire school community. Join us next time as we continue to explore topics relevant to school leadership and educational excellence. Until then, stay inspired and keep living and leading with purpose. And remember, it all starts with you.